This is Eric from the Not My House podcast. We got a full house of people today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we got regular Zach in the house. Say what's up, Zach. What's up, guys? Leo's in the house. Yo. And we got Wiley in the house. How we doing? Right. And then Craig will be joining us in a little bit here, too. Today, we're going to talk about the best trash talkers in NBA history. And we're going to just do another roundtable um, like we did on the last episode because I felt like that went really well. And um, we're just going to kind of go through stories, um, quotes, all sorts of stuff. Who we think is the best trash talker um, in the NBA, which would be kind of funny. Um, I got some great ones. I know you guys got some great stories, too. Um, we're going to mix it up and just go round table. So I'm going to start off with Zach. Well, I wouldn't say this guy is my top trash talker, but he's definitely up there. And he's, he's famous for it. That's Gary Payton. Yep. And Love. Yeah, he's got Love. one of my favorite quotes of all time. Uh, he grew up with Jason Kidd in Oakland playing uh, playground ball. And I remember Gary Payton always used to say, uh, we call Jason Aston because he doesn't have a J. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I remember that one. So that's, that, that's one of my favorite quotes of all time. We call him Aston, not Jason, because he doesn't have a J. I love it. Uh, speaking you know, of J- well, go for it. Real quick, on Gary Payton, do you know that in, in high school – he talks so much fucking trash that uh, like one of the games erupted and they had an entire like brawl after the game. So then they had to play the next game with, he was like the original COVID guy. They had to play the next game without fans because they were like unsure of how unruly it was going to get. Wow. So like legitimately like Gary Payton talked that much shit to the other team that they were like, next time we play, we have to do it without fans because we don't want a brawl to erupt. So, That's amazing. Uh, Gary Payton definitely goes down as one of my top time all time shit talkers. Gary Payton started COVID nineteen. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it. Here's one. Breaking. Here's one that'll blow your mind that I love, and I don't think I don't consider him really a trash talker. Maybe you guys do. Larry Johnson. And I and I love this because I'm gonna I'm gonna read you a quote that he said about Scottie Pippen, who I absolutely fucking hate. And I quote. He's a bum. He needs to shut his damn mouth. Scotty shut himself down. Mike gives all the Mike gives him all the cajones over there. All he can do is give that damn ball to twenty three. That's his best play right there. Here, twenty three, bell us out. He needs to shut up and play because his game is not all that. Look at the tape. Look at the last four or five minutes of that game. Here you go, twenty three. Here you go, twenty three. Love that quote. It's just awesome. So that's that's my uh, that's my favorite. And, well, and I'll give you a Gary Payton one real quick uh, against Scotty Pippen again. Also. He goes, Scotty, you ain't top 50 of all time. You want me to show you my list? I had you at 51. <laughs> As, I, I remember that one, too. I remember that one, too. Gary, okay. Gary, Payton, Gary Payton is one of the more vulgar trash talkers, which is what I love about him. There's some of these that you can't even read just because there's so many you know, F-bombs that I mean, it doesn't even make sense almost. Right, right. Uh, Leo, <laughs> give me one. 
Um, let's, I'll, I'll go current. Um, my favorite shit talker in the league that's current right now is uh, Draymond Green. I knew you were going to say that. Go Dubs. Boy. Boy Leo. And Leo stole mine. <laughs> I, I love Draymond's uh, shit talking. I love shit talking in general because I, I think it's a part of sports. It's, it's a part of sports I really enjoy. And I think it's one of those things where done well, it can give you advantages. And, you know, done poorly, it can make you look like a fucking idiot. Um, but I think Dre does a great job with that. I mean, obviously, like, you look at all the times he's just up in somebody's fucking face and, you know, you know, whether he's actually defending them or, you know, just trying to, you know, shake somebody's confidence or talk that shit while they're shooting their free throws. So, you know, I'm a big fan of Draymond Green. And, uh, I, I mean, if you haven't watched any of his, like, just absolute fucking chicken shenanigans, like, his, his mannerisms while he's talking shit, are so entertaining. The facial expressions, all the arm waving, all that shit. So give me some gray every day. He loves to talk so much shit, he talks shit to his own teammates. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's got to be one of those effective things because, like, I mean, I always like talking shit with my teammates. I, I always thought that was fun and, like, a, a, a lighthearted way to, like, push each other. So I, I like that. Oh, but he's that not. Guy, they don't he's love not. you like that. He's you not. ain't Kobe. Yeah. You ain't Kobe. I, exactly. you know, the, the, the shit talking doesn't bother me. It's the kicking in the ball sacks that bothered me. I mean, he'd be yeah. a hipster in the 90s NBA. He's a Allegedly. <laughs> Alleged dick kicking. All right, Craig, give us one. Uh, I'm going to go off the board. I'm going to go into the sports entertainment realm. I'm going Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh. Yeah, but you guys weren't ready for that one. No, that, wasn't. Nope. no that's a please, calm please people. Go. Calm people, Rudy Poo, candy asses. <laughs> Attitude there. Like, you shitting me? There's one, there's one clip of him like messing with The Undertaker. And I mean, 90s wrestling for me was the greatest thing ever. Like 90s, early 2000s when it was like NWO and all that stuff. But he's talking to The Undertaker. And he said, I'll slap the dead off your ass and give it right back to you. <laughs> and he's like, you just got like suit pants with just a belt and no shirt. He's just fucking ripped. I'm like, damn, dude. Simpler times back then. <laughs> but yeah. Simpler and then he'd like right. ask people their names and then they'd go to say their name and he'd say, it doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> that one always got me as a kid. I'm like, damn, got him. <laughs> got him again. <laughs> You'd think they'd be ready, but they never are. Wiley, Wiley, what you got? Uh, I think my one of my favorites. I mean, uh, Leo stole my Draymond Green, but uh, Ron Artest, man, um, I love love Metal World Peace. Uh, I think one time he said he doesn't shake substitutes' hands. <laughs> uh, and I, I thought that was fucking great. And uh, so Ron Artest, man, I mean, I feel like. He could lock you down defensively, and he was always talking shit, and he was always trying to get into something, as you guys know from uh, Malice at the Palace. But uh, uh, love, love Ron Artest. So I think he goes down as one of my favorite all-time shit talkers. I was going to say Kevin Garnett, but I'll leave that one to Zach because I know he's a uh, huge Celtics fan. <laughs> I, I got – you know, with Kevin Garnett, I don't consider him one of the best trash talkers. I consider him – probably the illest or the most vulgar. Uh, I remember <laughs> uh, him talking to Tim Duncan one time. Tim Duncan's mom had just died. And this was just the definition of there being no boundaries because the Timberwolves are playing the Spurs on Mother's Day and Duncan's at the free throw line. Kind of a crucial moment. 
and Garnett just walks by him and whispers in his ear, he's like, happy Mother's Day, motherfucker. And it's oh, like, just so cold-blooded. It's like, you. It's like, do you laugh or are you offended? It's just like one of those things, he's so rattled, and then he went up and missed the free throw. So it's just yeah. like, ooh. But yeah, KG is known for hurting feelings, made big baby cry. Um, he really pissed off Charlie Villanueva, calling him a cancer patient. I mean, he's definitely, <laughs> he's definitely crossed the line quite a few times. I think but I love KG. I think Jordan, Jordan's is up on this list for sure. Um, he obviously the Matumbo one where he tells Matumbo, "Look, I'm going to shoot this foul shot with with not looking." <laughs> love that one. But here's one that's great. He's playing in a game in 1987 against the Jazz in Utah, and he dunked on John Stockton. And there was a jazz fan sitting courtside and told Jordan to try, try to do that up to some, someone his own size. So Jordan gets the ball next possession and dunks over six foot eleven Mel Turpin with a thunderous dunk and then ran back to, down the court and asked the heckler if that, is that's big enough. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, amazing, I, dude. Like, you know, he talked a lot of shit for sure. He was, he was one of those guys that he was a notorious shit talker in practice. I mean, oh yeah, he was. He probably him and I got a couple good ones saved up. Um, I got a good Larry Bird one that if if you know it, Zach, you can tell it. But it's it's I think it's pretty funny how how Bird's talking in this one. Um, but I'll save that one. So let's go back to you. No, actually, because you just talked about KG. Um, Leo, give me another one. Um, big fan of Kobe's trash talk. Um, I I have a feeling though with Kobe, like you know how. When you talk that shit, you got to exaggerate it a little bit. I think with Kobe, when he was talking shit, it was all just like coming straight from the heart and like how he really felt. Like I, I, I love going back and watching those like practice film tapes of him with the with his team and just laying into them. Like there's a the end of one of those practice tapes. Everybody was gathering up to you know get their little end of practice break, and he was screaming, out, "No, y'all motherfuckers can't be here. You ain't good enough." Get the fuck out of here. I'm not, I'm not with that shit. You ain't good enough. <laughs> and I think he was being very genuine with that. So I'm a big fan of that. That's hilarious to me. Did you hear, um, did you hear that he learned whatever um, nationality Luca is? He learned how to basically tell him to fuck off in his language. <laughs> <laughs> That's some next level shit talking. You know what I mean? Like, or like, or like <laughs> Nowitzki's telling people, like, you keep playing like that, you're going to be in China soon. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite all time lines. Right, uh, Wiley. Uh, I like I like Allen Iverson. Uh, he's not up there on like the best shit talkers, but I think he's just one of the most confident players. And he had that uh, iconic, you know, crossover on Tyrone Lou, and then just stepped over him. I thought that was just one of like one of the highlights of watching basketball when I was a kid, uh, and just. I know he talked shit to Kobe, and I know he went at everybody. Uh, have you seen that video of him going at Michael Jordan? So I know he just never backed down, and uh, I never really heard too many stories about him trash-talking, but he let his game talk for him. So. And uh, Allen Iverson's one of my favorite players. So I, Greg, I how about you? Uh, has anybody said Reggie Miller yet? No. All-timer. No. Uh, he's great, though. He's fantastic. Reggie, Reggie Miller is the only guy that got Michael Jordan to, like, legitimately fight him <laughs> like he was talking shit and like michael jordan that's the only time that michael jordan like got into a fist fight with somebody yeah he wouldn't and like try to choke him <laughs> yeah he like grabbed him by the fucking throat and was like gonna kill him because of whatever <laughs> like reggie miller and reggie miller was like that kind of guy where 
I don't think it was like the best trash talk or like anything super special, but it was just constant, nonstop. Like everything that would happen, he's just like in your ear, just like saying, and he's just like that little dude. You're just like, what the, like this dude's like fucking 110 pounds. Like, (laughs) why is he still talking to me? Like he just missed 18 threes in a row and he still won't shut the fuck up. Like, what is this guy doing? And uh, yeah, he's, he's the man. I mean, with the whole Spike Lee thing, grabbing his nuts, giving the, (laughs) giving the choke sign. Mm-hmm. like just that that kind of stuff is i mean reggie miller got the whole city of new york to hate spike lee who is like the, <laughs> their number one fan and he got somehow got yep. the whole knicks fan base against yep. spike yep. because Some psychological of psychological shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's psychological warfare that that's ex- that's the best way to describe reggie like it was annoying and it's psychological it wasn't like clever it wasn't great it was just psychologically yeah. humiliating do you, do you guys think uh, that Reggie was so effective because of the subtlety of that? Like, you know, it was persistent, obviously, but like for me, Reggie was super, super subtle with, with a lot of it. Like a lot yeah. of it was stuff that you wouldn't normally notice or it didn't seem like he, he was getting too excited about it, but it was just consistent. I, I love the subtlety. Yeah, do, you, it, do you guys think that con- contributed? No. You know what I think it is? His sister being much better than him. <laughs> well he's the first one to say it. he said cheryl used to yeah. trash talk me and and, but, and i'm being serious about that i think that they that's where he developed his trash talking game man i can't imagine what cheryl will do to your knicks Dude. <laughs> but one thing too with reggie Miller is he used to like do like recon on people and he used to get information about people and like start doing it like during the game, you just drop little things in, like you'd find out like what their wife's name is and what their, you know, mom's name is and, and like any oh, wow. like little things. Yeah, this and is pre like, this is pre MySpace era too. Yeah, yeah. dude, that's some serious so, digging. <laughs> so that leads me to I loved Reggie Miller growing up because I was a skinny dude that shot threes too. So <laughs> when I heard about all that stuff, I started doing that in high school. So I'd get I'd have people at every school and I'd text them for like information <laughs> about other people. And during games, I'd start dropping people's like girlfriend's names in and mom's names in and start talking <laughs> to people that way. You and me. So Reggie Miller was a big, big in my life. You and, me, you and me both, man. We stole a chapter out of his page. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, interesting little tidbit for you guys that you might not know or may know. Um, when they took the, uh, when the Pacers took the Bulls to the finals, Easter Conference finals, they took them to seven games. They were one of only two teams to take the Bulls to a game seven in Jordan title years. And the other yeah. one the other was one, good. Yeah. The other one was the Knicks in 92, but that was the only time that, that he was won. like, that was the, that was the Mark Jackson team, right? Where what, was him and Mark Jackson. 92. No, the, the, that Pacers team. Uh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah, so it was like him and then like the Davis brothers, or not the Davis brothers, but the Davis, like Antonio Davis and Dale Davis. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has thought they were brothers just because they both beat the shit out of people. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they look nothing alike whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, they definitely did not look and, alike. And Dale Davis is like 40, Antonio is like 21. Yeah. But, uh, I liked that Pacer team because they had like Jalen Rose. You could play point if you need him to. They're really versatile and Chris totally underrated. Yeah, Mullen. They're very yeah, underrated. Yeah, that was, that was Rick Smith's big big time. Yeah. yeah, that's when he shaved his head. Oh, my Sorry God. That. Oh, yeah, my dude. God. <laughs> yeah. they, went, they went team shaved heads. 
that's a tough look. Except for Hoiberg. He was the only one that didn't. Isn't that weird? There'd always be one guy that didn't do it. You know what I mean? Oakley was like that. Was it Oakley? No, somebody wouldn't shave their head. It was Ewing. Ewing wouldn't shave his head when they would do all that stuff. Um, uh, Round the horn, round the horn, round the horn. Uh, Wiley, give us another one. Uh, I like Lance Stevenson. Um, just so he like would <laughs> agitate the shit out of people. Like, I'm sure that that famous gifts out there where he's like, uh, who is he blowing in somebody's ear? LeBron, 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 LeBron yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just blowing in his ear, untying people's shoes at the foul line. Like that shit is just <laughs> classic. I gotta love that, you know. And he goes hard. I mean, he can lock people up. And uh, so I'm, I'm a huge fan of Lance Stevenson. Yeah, that cartoon type shit. Or make him dance Lance when he, like, cross somebody over. He's just, like, waving his arms. Just, like, <laughs> my, my favorite one's when he'll, like, cross somebody up and throw a no-look pass, and he'll go, like, fucking 50 rows deep into, like, the, the audience. And he'll just, like, jog down court. Like, <laughs> and it'll, like, he'll act like he's playing guitar. He'll, like, yeah. stand on the scores table and just start, like, fucking <laughs> rocking out. <laughs> he's just such a what shit a bag. I love him. Yeah. It's it's a bag. <laughs> so good. Uh, Zach, give us another one. Uh, low key, I like Tim Duncan a lot because it's what sometimes what you don't say that's effective. Like with Duncan, he would let, you know like hit him with hit him with a dream shake or whatever. Get a hook shot. And all he'd say is just like gotcha. You know, just like something really quick, or you know, somebody would. He'd go and like block somebody's shot. They'd have like a nice move, and then he'd block somebody's shot. And he'd just, you know, low key, just be like, almost. That's just just annoying. And then Draymond is quoted saying his rookie year, he tried to uh, talk shit to Tim Duncan, and Tim Duncan would just like stare at him. And he said, I just kept talking shit to him, and he just kept staring at me. He's like, and then at one point, I just realized that. You know, I just can't talk shit to this dude. One, he just doesn't respect me enough to talk to me. Or two, it's just not effective. He's like, or three, it's both. So he just like stopped talking to Duncan just because he wouldn't say anything back. So to me, that's that's low-key good shit talking, which is like almost gotcha. We're just you know, <laughs> staring at him. <laughs> so good. Leo, give me another one. Hey, I got a question for you guys. Um not that he's one of my favorite shit talkers, but it's one of my favorite, like, kind of uh, shit talking, you know, get people fired up moments. But um, you guys remember the Matt Barnes Kobe moment where, oh, yeah. you know, oh, fake yeah. to the face in on the inbound? Like, I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Tell, tell me, like, how you guys felt about that. I'll, I'll start first and I'll just go real simple and we'll pass it around. I have no idea how he did not blink. That shit's cold, budge. right? I mean, I don't know how he did that. Like, it almost doesn't seem like that's humanly possible. To have somebody look like they're going to throw a ball at your head, you don't really know what's going to happen, and you don't even blink. Um, Craig? As somebody that's gotten their nose broken like three times from getting hit in the face with a basketball, I I would have like – I don't even know what I would have done. I would have like dropped on the ground to like avoid that because I've had people do that where I know that they're going to do it, and I still flinch. Yeah. Like, it's like <laughs> him not – that is probably the most impressive thing I've ever seen in my life. Is because he got like, he got like a millimeter away from his fucking nose. Yeah, that shit was close. And he just didn't even move like at all. Like he didn't blink. He didn't like. He didn't like go back a little bit. He just like stared right into his eyes, like right into his soul. I was like, Jesus. And he just made <laughs> terrifying. Matt, he just made Matt Barnes look like the idiot. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I think that's one of Kobe's most impressive moments, honestly, because that's, again, how's that like humanly possible? If, some, if I know somebody's going to like fake, like they're going to slap me, I'm going to blink or budge yeah. just a little bit. And he just had zero reaction. That's how locked in he was. Yeah. Just his focus and concentration is just beyond measure because I couldn't even imagine somebody trying to like throw a ball in my face and not even blinking. But he's just so locked in. He's ready for the next play. He's ready for what's going to happen. So, man, just speaks to Kobe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to save my I'm trying to save my one for last, but I'll give you uh, another Larry Bird story. Unless Zach wants to tell us one about um, Xavier McDaniel. Oh, that's a great one. It's so good. It's so good that to know how badass Larry Bird is, and people, you know, are not giving him credit. I was called a racist for having Larry Bird in my top five on Twitter last week which was amazing <laughs> awesome like four of the five guys are african-american i put larry bird at five and now i'm a racist and then i, I get I, I get i get zach into the conversation on twitter and he goes don't bring your clan friends into this <laughs> I, was like, right, I, I simply just copy and pasted magic johnson's quote which was black guys ask me all the time how good larry bird was and i always tell them that's the baddest white boy you'll ever play yeah against, you know? yeah oh so yeah it's just i mean like if Larry Bird's not in your top ten, you're the you're the racist one. You know, and it makes me laugh because it's like people don't realize how good he was, and they just forget. So the the newer generations don't watch the film and don't understand how great Larry Bird was. But could you imagine playing ball against somebody? The game's on the line, and he comes up to you and goes, "Hey, check this out. I'm getting the ball right here, and I'm going to turn around and bust this three over your freaking head, and I'm going to do it as a fadeaway, and that's what's going to happen." Could you imagine if your opponent told you exactly what he was going to do? and then exactly do that to you with the game on the line. Yeah, and, you know, that's not the first time he did that. He also did it against the Bullets. Um, there is a time where Larry Bird caught the ball and hit a game-winning shot, but the for whatever reason, it didn't count, so they had to, like, redo the play. And Larry Bird was just pissed, and he came back to the bench all upset, and he looks at the bench – and he says, when you guys come back out, I'm going to hit this shot from the same exact spot. And sure enough, he caught it from the same exact spot and won the game in the same exact spot where he just hit the previous shot. So it's just like he would just tell dudes what the play was, and then he would go out and execute it, and you would just be like, damn. You guys, you guys know about the lefty game, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where he, where he played pretty much the whole game. You, do you know, Zach, I didn't know this, he scored a triple-double in that game. Oh wow, that is yeah. that is crazy. Yeah, triple double played the whole pretty much the whole game with his left hand. And you told know, what did he tell? I think he told Walton, didn't he? They were playing the play. Yeah. They told Walton he's like, he told him something like, you know what? It's like one of the last games on the road trip. I'm gonna play this game with my left hand. Yeah, he, he then, wanted to rest his shooting hand because he just went off for like 50 the night before. And, and, and he's like totally like <laughs> he's like totally telling him like Scary Walton reason. Was, well, Walton thought he was joking around. Walton's like, okay, Larry. And then, and it's cool because if you go on YouTube, you can find the game. You start hearing the announcers going, Larry with his left, Larry yeah. with his left again. And you start realizing, like, holy shit, like they're starting to realize that every shot he's making, he's taking with his left hand. It was amazing. Well, you know, another funny one was they played the Mavericks one time. This is back when the Mavericks were actually good. And uh, Ainge is about to inbound it. And they just come out of the timeout, and Bird just goes over to the Mavericks bench because the coach is like yelling at the Mavericks, you know, what defense to get in. And he yells at the bench. He's like, you hear that, guys? He's like, I'm, I'm going to stand right here, and I'm not going to move. 
they're going to pass me the ball, and the next sound you hear after that is going to be the ball going through the net. And that's exactly what happened. He caught the ball in the corner right in front of their bench, and he hit the shot, and he just looked behind him. He's like, told you. That's, <laughs> I'm, saving, I'm saving my bird my bird one for towards the end. So, um, uh, Craig, give us another one. Uh, John McEnroe. Oh, outside of basketball. <laughs> yes. yes. John, Johnny McEnroe. Uh, just amazing. I mean, not only the shit that he would say to the whatever it is in tennis, the umpire, the official, the line, the line man, whatever it is. Judge. Yeah, dude, just freaking out nonstop. But, like, during games, just, like, constantly just talking shit to people that he's playing against. Oh, he didn't telling care, them how man. bad they are. God, he didn't yeah. care at all. He was awesome. <laughs> no, not at all. And he was super good, and that was what – and it's funny that he's the bad boy of tennis, which is, you know – I mean, it is what it is, but <laughs> John, Johnny Mac, yeah, he's, he's that guy, man. He was, hey, we, we, should, we should do um, – each one of us should pick a non-basketball shit talker since Craig has been showing us the yeah, ways of the other, other, other players. So, Wiley, Stone, Stone Cold Steve Austin was another choice that I had earlier. Too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's, God. Give me, um, uh, Wiley, give me one. All right. Well, since we're shifting gears, I got to think about who my non basketball shit talker is. But uh, one that I'm going to talk about that's kind of it's kind of personal for me, uh, since I'm a Warriors fan, is Patrick Beverly. Uh, just because homeboy came into our arena and was fucking with our our Warriors staff and was saying. Y'all look a little different now. Y'all, y'all don't have KD, and I was, I was personally offended by that, Beverly. All right, so I felt like that was some good shit talking right there because a lot of Warriors fans were upset, uh, and he always comes. I think Patrick Beverly always comes through, and he, he talks a lot of shit, uh, and he backs up a lot of shit. He's a, he's a great defender, great player. I think one time actually, didn't he? Uh, uh, he equipped at Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook said, "I have 40," and he was like, "Yeah, but you did it in like 30 plus shots." <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah. I thought that shit was gold too. So Patrick Beverly is like one of my favorite basketball shit talkers, and he's a little personal for me since I'm a Warriors fan. So I, I feel like throw him in there. I feel like Patrick Beverly and Draymond are kind of the same, to where they're not like the most skilled dudes ever, but if they're on your team, you love them, and if they're on the other team, you fucking hate them so much, and you're like, you're like, why? You're like, I want to fucking like, oh my god, like fuck this dude. Like he's the worst. Dennis so like if he's, right there. Yeah, if he's mm-hmm. on your team, you're like, this, is, this guy's the best. Like, he's my favorite player. <laughs> he brings yeah. out the best emotions in me. Like, yeah. You know, uh, if, if you guys haven't seen the sequel to Hoop Dreams, which is about Patrick Beverly, you guys should watch it because it totally explains why he is the way he is. Because he was on that Heat team that LeBron, Wade, and Bosch were about to form. He's on the roster. And LeBron said, we don't want this guy. I want Eddie House instead or whatever. <laughs> so LeBron's the reason Beverly got cut from that Heat team. So that's why Beverly has so much bad blood with LeBron. Oh, so, wow. Uh, that's just a little side history there because that was going to be Beverly's first NBA stop. Le- LeBron prevented that from happening. So, wow. Yeah. Um, Peyton Manning I love. Peyton Manning's a good shit talker. We're that's a good one. Not basketball players. I love when he was at the Pro Bowl. And he was talking about um, uh, Vanderjack, and he's like, he's like, and you got you got our idiot kicker getting all drunk. <laughs> 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 a, a national TV calling his kicker an idiot kicker. It's awesome. 
Um, yeah. I, I love that one. I'm trying to think of other good shit talkers from different sports. Leo, could you give us a baseball one? Um, I think the most memorable is a guy that I personally don't care for, and I think that's why it's memorable. Uh, so, AJ Przinsky, that's got to oh, be like yeah. one of the most effective MLB shit talkers. Because I mean, I, I hate the guy because uh, he, you know he blew up my Giants team, and you know this is it was a horrible, horrible trade for Liriano and Joe Nathan's. So I, I'm still upset about that. But let's talk about AJ Przinsky's effectiveness for a minute. This is a guy that like like Craig was saying with um, the love to have him uh, hate to play against some type guys. Uh, Cause you know, this guy was always running his mouth. Uh, there was that play against the Cubs where he tagged up on a sack fly and blew up Michael Barrett at the plate. And like, this is the type of guy where just like his little antics will just throw people into a fucking rage. He just slapped the plate and gave Michael Barrett a little, a uh, little walk too close in a stare and, here comes a punch and then, you know, there goes your, your catcher and, you know, that gets your team off your game. And I can't tell you how many times I watched games where, you know, he would do something little and just change the outcome of the game because a pitcher melted down and dotted him or because uh, somebody got ejected because they went after him or something like that. So, I mean, that's got to be up there as far as MLB shit talking. Cause I mean, <laughs> I, I think, uh, Baseball is one of those sports that's behind the times when it comes to the shit talk because, I mean, the likelihood that you actually get murdered on the field of play is a lot a lot higher in baseball. Well, but, do, you, um, do you think it's also too – I know this sounds kind of stupid, but do you think the only time you really have a chance to talk shit – and I love this because I always think of the fat kid catcher in Sandlot. Um, <laughs> it's like the catcher and batter and then maybe – the first baseman and the guy on first. It's probably the only time you really get a chance to really talk shit to each other too, right? Because you're so far away from each other, maybe. You think that's why? Yeah. So so most of most of the like in game shit talk like happens before the game really, like on, on the field. Um like BP, that kind of shit. Um also because, you know, baseball is still shaking the uh you know the dusty old school mentality of being extremely reserved and not having fun. And so it's just starting not to come out fun. of his shell. Yeah. So <laughs> what, about, what about Manny Ramirez? He's always in the outfield. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say Manny's really a shit talker. I think he's just one of those guys that was like having fun and enjoying himself. And so like at times he would say some wild shit and you know, you wouldn't really hear about the, the stuff he would say to or about other players too much. Albert Bell. Oh man. Albert Bell was top notch. Like, the moment where he was out there cleaning clocks at second base and <laughs> just getting That's them exactly the business. That's exactly the memory then, I had in my head. It's exactly. But, no, no, there was that. There was that one where um, they're playing the Red Sox and uh, they they called him out for a cork bat and uh, like umpires grab his bat and they're checking it and there's this big long delay and they point the camera into the Indians dugout and Albert Bell's just standing there with his sleeve rolled up, just flexing <laughs> on everybody. He's just like. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, Albert Bell's a psychopath. Um, that's, that's awesome. So yeah, I'm a big fan of that. And anytime, like, like to get back and answer the question fully, I, mo- most of the shit talk doesn't really happen on the field because of the the space. But yeah, you get a lot back and forth between you know pit, uh, catcher and hitter, and uh, you know first base and whoever's on. Um, and then oh, there was a good one. There was a. a like a good bench is clear last year uh, between the Reds and Pirates. And Amir Garrett kind of incited it all. And uh, he's just 
barking at everybody. And the pirate's dugout starts barking, and he just fucking sprints off the mound and goes after their dugout. I remember so, that. I yeah. Remember that. He took on the whole Go team. Check. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Go check that one out if you haven't seen it. That one's legendary. So I, I think I think we're starting to come out of our shell in baseball with that. Like uh, like guys like Trevor Bauer, I think are really good for the game because you know he's he's out there living his life and you know telling people about it and it's he's kind of bringing that uh, that fun aspect, the, the shit talking aspect of it to to light. So you know you kind of see him with his Twitter beast with various players. So hopefully that continues because I, I personally like that. I think it keeps things more interesting and I think it sheds light on a side of the game that. Uh, the fans don't get to see. Um, Zach, what about you? Can you think of any other people besides basketball players that are good shit talkers? Yeah, some of those spelling bee kids talk a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like they spell that they spell that word with attitude, and then they just have like a fucking model walk back to their seat or whatever. <laughs> Do you, you remember know? the one kid? You remember the one kid that just fell? Yeah, yeah, just passed, passed out. out. Went sideways. <laughs> yeah, I know. Probably because some kid behind them was just talking some pa- Patrick Beverly noise. You know, like like try to spell this one, asshole. You know, <laughs> blowing but, in his ear. I mean, for example, like Billy Madison, like couch C O U C. Any more brain busters or whatever? You know, so the I don't price know, is spell- wrong, bitch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> some of those spelling bee kids can talk some shit, uh, but. Uh, for me, Mike Tyson, boxing, he was a good one. Uh, but he was another one just vulgar. I mean, he's like, I'm going to eat your kid and shit. Like. <laughs> so one of my, my favorite Mike Tyson line of all time is he was talking like the – it was when – I think it was before the Lennox Lewis fight. And uh, it, he was talking shit to these reporters, and it was during the weigh-in. And he said – I'll fuck you till you love me, you hoe. And it was a, it was a big, and I was like, whoa. I was like, man, that is some crazy shit. Like, it's like, is that oh trash talk or assault? Dude, he Both. had no filter. He had yeah. no no filter. I mean, you could go on YouTube right now and, and type in Mike Tyson, like, shit talking or whatever, and you, you'd see some funny clips, man. He just. There's, there's still to this day times where I'll just go on YouTube and I'll just put in Mike Tyson knockouts and I'll watch it for like four hours. Like him just fucking beating the shit out of people. Bro, he was so he was so legit from like eighty five to like eighty nine. He was legit. I mean he was no one had his number, man. No one had his number. He was and he's still he's on Twitter still and like he'll post videos every once in a while. And I'm like, dude, he like could whoop like serious ass though. And he's like 65. You know, I have another one. Uh, this is going to be surprising, but OJ Simpson. <laughs> hey, Twitter world. No, like, yeah, no, it's tweets. Like on Twitter, Twitter, like every day is like, hey, Twitter world, just checking my fantasy. Yours right truly. Now. And I, I don't know if this is real. I don't know if this is real. This might have been screenshotted, but it came from OJ Simpson's Twitter account that said, I did it. Haha, ha, April Fools. No, it's a, that was a fake one. Uh, okay, okay but that was a fake one. Yeah. E- either way, either way, just the fact that he's on Twitter living his best life is like shit talk. The best itself. part, of, the best part is all of the all of the fucking comments below. Oh my god! Anytime he posts something, oh, like he'll post something with like a like a like young hot chick, 
And the next post would be like, has anyone seen her in the last 24 hours? <laughs> just like really or, long stuff, dude. Like, or he'll say something to like be funny. And everybody's like, oh man, OJ, you're killing me with that. And like, it's like, it's like little shit like that. It's Did so you, funny. The best one, the best one ever is when he was at Target, not Target, he was at Costco and he had all the yeah. stuff filled up for the coronavirus. <laughs> And he's got the mask on and he's all, you know, and whatnot. And, he, and some guy goes, I think I got a better chance of you killing me than the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. No, Dude, so, just, like, just just, Twitter. Yeah. Either, either him posting or the comments is just great shit talking. It's the so. best. And then like with that whole Tiger <laughs> King documentary, he started talking, like he posted a video talking about how carol baskin definitely killed that guy like her husband and everybody's like <laughs> well you would know what are you doing like, <laughs> like it takes an expert to know this <laughs> that's amazing dude, it's fucking awesome yeah he's one of those guys dude that should just count his blessings he's not in jail oh Jesus. Go, go to a fucking island where no one knows you, dude. Just be, yeah. You're not real. Instead, he's, he's in Vegas. <laughs> Speaking of Vegas, I'm a big man of the old man Jordan shit talk. Like when he was playing Kobe, uh, Kobe's kind of John Adam. And I guess Kobe's like wearing Jordans. And Jordan is like, you know, you can wear the shoes, but you'll never fill them. Wow. <laughs> Damn, yeah. which, which is a perfect segue to uh, one of my favorite all time. Uh, shit talking moments with uh i've mentioned this before on the podcast uh got paul pierce talking shit to lebron james saying how are you gonna try to guard me with you got my, my poster on your wall yeah when he's a rookie <laughs> or whatever yeah you know i have another great paul pierce one you'll love this leo um kenneth farid is at the free throw line they're playing the nuggets it was like kenneth farid just signed like a big 60 million dollar contract mm-hmm. and on farid's backswing he's about to shoot Pierce simply just yelled to the Nuggets bench. He's like, $60 million? I don't see it with this guy. And then, like, he just completely, like, bricked the free throw. And uh, it ended up losing the game for him. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's awesome. I love Paul Pierce, man. He's a low-key great shit talker. And he backed it up, too. Oh, yeah. Dude, an, all, an all-timer, man. Like, that Al Harrington moment. Oh, yeah. That was so good. Oh, my God. Love me some Paul Pierce. It, Fuck yeah. We were just talking about Jordan. Uh, I remember hearing the one about Jordan when he was talking shit about Muggsy Bo. And, oh, yeah. like, he just, like, backed up. And he was like, shoot it, you fucking midget. And, then, like, <laughs> and Muggsy just, like, bricked, like, a three-pointer and totally airballed it. And then, like, Muggsy Bo came on, like, years later and was like, I think Michael Jordan's comment when he told me to fucking shoot at midget was, like, just kind of ruined my game. He's like, I just, I just never shot the same after that. <laughs> Yeah, that literally, like, ended his career. He was, like, never the same player after that. It's like, and how do you really, like, come back from that? You know, I mean, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. uh, Especially when you're, like, (laughs) (laughs) 5'3". Yeah. Also, another guy denied me of an an autograph. Um, But another good Jordan one was against the Vancouver Grizzlies. I guess Derek Martin was coming out in, like, the – before the game say that they're gonna win or whatever and then jordan was on the bench and the grizzlies like went up or and uh derek martin said he like ran down while jordan's on the bench like told you we're gonna win this game and then jordan just like checked himself in and just hit like 17 straight shots 
and hits a fadeaway in front of the Grizzlies bench. And then Jordan just like turned around and was like, little man, I told you not to trash talk me. And they <laughs> went on, scored 19 in the last six minutes of the game and won the game for the Bulls. So, oh, my God. Hey, yeah. I think um, maybe my favorite all-time shit-talking moment. I can't believe I hadn't remembered this one sooner, but how about when uh, Shaq won that title with the Heat? And then came out on stage at the parade oh. and was singing singing his song. It was, hey, Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. Kobe, <laughs> tell me how my ass tastes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one was gold. That was <laughs> oh, How did we forget about that one? Going <laughs> off of that one, too, when Kobe won his fifth title. And then some – I can't remember who asked him about it, but they're like, how does it feel to, to win your fifth title? And all he said was, one more than Shaq. And like that was that was like his first reaction to it, and yeah. I was like, "Damn, dude, that guy holds some real shit." Like he was a petty motherfucker. Yeah, he's, he's cold blooded, dude. Um, I got another one for Larry Bird, which is a pretty sweet one. But I mean, remember the free throw contest where he walks into the locker room? Everyone's getting ready for the competition. He just walks in. He's like, "Which one of you guys are finishing second? And then he actually goes into the contest, and on the shot to win it, he shoots it and just holds up a number one finger and walks off. Like, told you so. In his in his warm up jacket. Yeah, in his warm up jacket. Warm up never took his warm up off. Yeah, that's, a, that's equivalent to the popular kid wearing his fucking Letterman's jacket everywhere. It's just like yeah. so annoying. Hey, I got a two part question for you guys. Huh. Okay, so while you guys were competing. Uh, what was the best shit talk that you got to you? And, like, what what style of shit talk actually got to you? Because I know you guys like to talk that shit. Music guys that talk the shit don't really, you know, let it get to them too much. Zeke, what do you got for me? It's a good question. Uh, for <laughs> me, it was when people wouldn't respond to my shit talk. That's when it actually got to me more than people talking to me. Because... I, it actually got me going when people talked to me no matter what. Nothing really, like, affected my game. But when people started talking to me, it, it actually helped me get going. So I would try to talk to people so they would talk to me to, like, elevate my game. But if I didn't get that in return, I, it probably wasn't going to be that great of a night for me, you know. Or it was going to be an average night, you know what I mean? So I fed, I I fed off people talking to me. And I think Wiley can vouch for that when we play morning. If somebody fucking says the wrong <laughs> shit to me – Oh my God. I was going to say, I can totally attest to this from playing basketball with Zach over these years. Like if I'm shit talking right back to him and we're going back and forth, it's just, his game just gets better and better. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like I'm supposed to be getting in your head right now. Like this trash talk's going to bring him down. It doesn't like he just gets better and better and he just keeps coming at you. And you're like, all right, maybe if I just don't talk shit and I don't say anything like, yeah, plus the three, go ahead. And he just like pulls up and shoots. It's like, fuck. I'm like, yeah. yeah, all right, this works. And if anybody knows my humor, my humor tends to go on longer than it's supposed to go on. Like, I will keep a joke going <laughs> until it's just not funny anymore. And that's kind of how I am with the shit talking. So if you get me going and you get me mad, I will keep going until it's just, like, not good anymore. <laughs> so you don't, you don't want to get me going. I'll, I'll put it that way. What about you, Craig? Yeah, I feel the same way, Zach. I feel like me and Zach are basically like the same dude out on the court since we've been playing together for so long. But when somebody doesn't respond, that's the worst. But if somebody like, if somebody comes at me and starts talking to me, like it's even now, even when we're just playing like rec league, like I I try to be calm and like not 
be a douche but like once somebody says like one thing to me i'm like okay motherfucker like <laughs> like now 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 i have to like actually start playing and like making you look like a dick and like i'm just gonna talk to you the whole time but um yeah if somebody didn't respond to me uh it really would like bug me and i'd yeah. like start getting like it'd make me a worse shit talker because then i'd be like hey motherfucker like fuck you bro like, <laughs> like there'd be nothing original and i'd just be like saying stuff just to say stuff and I, I could attest to this too because in in when we played together it it always be like you're talking to air it's like yeah. you're still talking to the dude but you're walking to our bench and you just kind of mutter from your shoulder like like weak ass motherfucker you know <laughs> Just like it's kind of like KG style, where like half of his mouth moves and he's like talking over his shoulder, like he wants the other dude to hear, but he probably can't. It's great. Yeah. It's it's gold. I love it. Yeah, uh, it's it's yeah. I'm I'm not as good as I used to be, obviously, but like I, that part of my game will never go away. That part will always always be strong. Yeah, See, I never got bothered by like the uh, the angry or like personal shit talk. The, the the shit talk that always was most effective for me was when somebody like made a funny joke out of it like and then i would just be sitting there like fucking laughing about the joke instead of doing my job on the field or the court or whatever and like so i always found the humor to be more effective somebody got me with like a, a good one-liner or you know well-timed uh, drop in you know that always that always worked best for me where you don't want to laugh but you end up laughing yeah but you like, you're Fuck. just sitting there fucking <laughs> laughing your ass off in the back of your head looking like an idiot so you, you never pulled like the Kenny Powers, like you're fucking out. Like you never pulled that after you just like gas somebody. Uh, no, I never did it on the mound because like uh, on the mound, it was like, I, you know, I had to have that, that attitude of like, I'm the best kind of thing, like to try to be successful. That's how I had to be thinking. So whenever I was on the mound, it didn't come out. But like um, <laughs> when I was hitting, that was, that was definitely the worst. Cause I was a terrible hitter. And so whenever, whenever I got, any kind of solid contact or something. I was just fucking, you know, ruthless, relentless, and just unbearable. Just like, bat slipping uh, all over the place. Uh, yeah, like there was there, <laughs> there was a summer ball game uh, when I was in college, and uh, I had to hit for myself, and I was real hungover, like real, real hungover. And, uh, you know, I was throwing fine because, you know – as the saying goes, if you can't pitch hungover, you're not a pitcher. I was pitching fine, and I was facing a kid that was throwing kind of hard, and uh, my buddy was in the lineup right before me, and he was hungover too because we were out drinking together. And his first A-B, he punches out, just looks fucking stupid. And he's sitting on the bench, like, outside of the dugout that was, like, down the line a little bit. And uh, I go up, and – um, get my first pitch fastball that I was sitting on, and I fucking smoke a double into the gap. And, you know, I was seeing stars. And I was just knee-jerk reaction, just like, get off me! And, and as I'm rounding first, I'm looking my buddy dead in the eyes, and he's sitting on this bench just looking like a hungover pile of shit. And he's just fucking shaking his head. And I'm just laughing my ass off running to second base. Probably looks like a fucking moron. <laughs> that's amazing yeah uh, so I, I wasn't i wasn't a quality shit talker on the field until later in my career when i didn't really care as much yeah what about you wiley what shit talk is effective for you or what bothers you 
What really gets me is the people that don't really talk shit. They just say crazy, weird, sh- like just off, off the wall shit. They're just like, like, oh, that painting on the wall is nice. And you're like, fuck, there's no painting. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And they just, you, you could just tell they got a screw loose, but they just keep saying random shit. Uh, so I've had a couple of people that, you know, they just start saying random shit and start balling up on them. And then they like, coach pulls them out. They walk over to the bench and throw a fucking chair, Bob Knight style. And you're like, <laughs> Uh, maybe I shouldn't talk shit with that guy because I don't want to get beat up after the game or yeah, you know, I don't want to take an elbow to the ribs. Because they're clearly just like not mentally there. Yeah, so. Uh, I, I I know exactly what you mean. Like when we play morning ball and people are like trying to have like a conversation with me that's like not basketball related in the middle of the game. <laughs> I'm just like, no, dude, like we're we're playing basketball. Like don't talk to me about, you know, painting. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Or they're almost like complimenting you. They're like, oh, you got a great shot, you know? Like, how big are your shoes? How, how big are your feet? I'm like, what the fuck are you asking me these questions? Yeah, or, the, or that one morning. throwing me off. Or that one morning where uh, that guy was like, damn, Zach, you're tan. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to play basketball here. Was that the bartender from Floating Tide? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, um, I, but I also kind of like it because that's kind of how I shit talk people. I'm just like... Ooh, what's that? Lavender? Like that smells nice. Like, you know, like so that's kind of like me getting into your head, you know. So that's kind of what I do. So I don't like it when people do that to me and they start doing random shit. Yeah. Uh, to get back onto some classic legendary guys, um, an- another one that I really liked. That it's also Larry Bird, but it's against Dominique Wilkins. I guess it was Dominique's rookie season, and Dominique went up to shake Larry Bird's hand. And Larry Bird just kind of like stood there with his hands behind his back, just stone faced, like looking at him. And he just responds, "You don't belong in this league, Holmes." And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he called him Holmes. Yeah, he called him Holmes. He's like, "I don't know why they got you guarding me. You can't guard me." And then I guess Dominique like got pissed and came down and like dunked on him. And I guess Larry Bird came down the court. He's like, "I like you, young rook." I'm still getting 40 on your ass, though. <laughs> sure, sure enough, he went off for 40. He got 39. I mean, that's basically 40. So, but uh, and then another one, I they had uh, Larry Bird is like visibly upset. One game, he was just kind of like in the corner, like hands on his knees, like shaking his head. And the opposing coach is like, "Larry, what's wrong with you? You're having a great game." He's like, "You got a white guy guarding me." He's like, "That's disrespectful." <laughs> 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 so I mean, he's just the king of trash talk, man. I, I mean, the Larry Bird go- stories go on. Uh, Craig, I don't know if you have another story you want to share before I share another. Uh, so Philip Rivers, I'm I'm a big NC State guy, and he played at NC State in college. But there was a video that can't, and he's like, he never cusses. He's the like the dad gummit, like gosh <laughs> darn it, like kind of guy. He's like the most fired up dude of all time, and he's like the one quarterback that you see like getting in people's faces. And I mean, they played. He played on a torn ACL one time in an AFC Championship game, and was like going and scrambling and like talking shit to people when they tackle him. But there was a video that came out last. I think it was last year, and uh, he got he he threw a deep ball and like got hit after the play, and the guy like. I think it was uh, Ngakwe from the uh, from the Jaguars, and he like put his hand down to pick him up, 
and he just like starts screaming in his face. He's like, woo, woo, like over and over again. And he's like, you all right, Philip? And he's just like, woo. <laughs> like the whole way down the field. He's just like, this guy's like, hey, you all right, buddy? And he's just like screaming in this like giant defensive end face like the whole time. And it was the funniest shit ever because like the dude's like, all right, Dick, like and like goes to walk away and he just keeps following him and like screaming at him from behind him. And it's just, it's so classic because he's the dude that, He's like that annoying guy that will just not stop, even though like you're trying to be nice to him. He'll yeah. just come up and be like, "Yeah, dude, fuck you!" Like I don't, I don't care about you. But like he'll just do it in like the weirdest, like kind of like, "Hey, god dang it!" Like you, you, you jerk, you gosh darn jerk. <laughs> <laughs> like that's one of those ones where you like look at it and you're like, I don't know what to do with this because I could call this guy a fucker and he'll be like. You're you're the F word. You're an F. <laughs> How about that? You your refrigerator. That's when you pull the Tim Duncan just the gotcha. Yeah, you mother, you mother fudger. Uh Wiley, what about you? You have another one you want to share? So going off Eric's uh non sports related, even though he just he just trolls everybody in the sports world, I'm gonna go with fifty cent. Uh Jeez. just because of <laughs> Just because of when he when he got Floyd Mayweather with that video, oh my God. <laughs> Ed, Ed uh, shit was comedy gold, and he was like, "Will you, if you read one page <laughs> of the Harry Potter book, then I'll donate." <laughs> it was like the ALS challenge. Yeah, oh shit God. was hysterical, and he's just gone out. He's like trolled everybody. Like, I mean, P Diddy, uh, Floyd Mayweather. Like, I don't know who else is in there, but I mean, Conor McGregor, he's talked shit to everybody. And I love 50 Cent. If people shit. haven't seen that video, everyone that has not seen it that's listening to this needs to go look it up, like, right after you listen to this. Because it, it is, is so the good. funniest shit of all time. Because he's like, he's just sitting there. He goes, fuck and he, like, the button. throws the eyes fucking away. He's like, how about this? Like, you can read one page of a Harry Potter book. <laughs> <laughs> Wiley, Wiley, that is hands down probably the best shit talk, low key. I mean, oh my god, that's dude. the best non-sports one. And he's my... so good at it. He could just, he just, holy shit, and he just does it all on Instagram and Twitter. Like he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't, you know, he's not in the media. He doesn't have a lot of videos. He just like trolls people on Twitter but, in the comments. But what goes around comes around because, or no, actually, he did it to Ja Rule. It was Ja Rule he did it to Ja Rule. His career. Had, yeah, Ja Rule at a concert, and Fifty Cent bought every single ticket for like the first twenty-five rows. So the concert, the concert looked like there was nobody fucking there, and so Fifty Cent comes out for this big ass concert, and there's nobody there because, yeah. or I mean, Ja Rule comes out for the concert, there's nobody there because Fifty Cent bought all the tickets. So that to Dude. me was one of the like biggest troll moments ever, all time. Going going non sports too. What about Alex Trebek? <laughs> <laughs> the subtlety is great. Yeah, it's yeah. like where somebody will say something and like they'll answer it and be like, "Ooh, no." And like, just like look at him, and I'm like, I'm like you don't fucking know, dude. Like, you have the answer right in front of you. That's the only reason you know. But yeah. Like, and then when people are introducing themselves, and they're like, yeah, you know, I I I like to to garden, and like I have a 
electronic cat that goes around. He's like, well, that sounds fun. And like, walks away. Holy shit. Low key, Alex Trebek is one of the best. Uh, that subtle like doesn't give a fuck about what anybody really is doing but like they say it and he's like well that's that sounds like a good time and like he just walks away from <laughs> he's like next yeah but, you know pat sajak's also kind of that way yeah dude little, i think any game show it. any game show guy has to has to have it in them to where they're like just fucking like after like five years they're like fuck these people i'm tired of hearing about like fucking nick from yuma arizona who's trying to like start up a fucking maple syrup conglomerate or some shit <laughs> yeah or uh there's regis philbin who's like the most polite asshole the yeah. worst shit talker it's like you know we, uh who wants to be a millionaire they miss like question number two it's like what's the most popular popsicle color and they're like uh blue and he's like "Ooh, close nope sorry <laughs> like, you know that would have been my guess though it's just like <laughs> <laughs> just like wow okay so not every game show host has it because regis definitely does not uh what what, what about you leo we'll, we'll get to you we'll get to you um what another high quality uh moment from one of my friends popped into my head a uh, good buddy of mine is his cousin is ken huckabee i don't know if anybody remembers him he caught in the big leagues for a long time um but uh he and his family used to live in Boston. So uh, when he was with the Red Sox, I believe uh, he, uh, my buddy and his family were out at Fenway watching the game and they got seats above the bullpen so they could say hi to, to his cousin Ken. And um, they're talking to him, having a good time, catching up a little bit. And there's a fan next to him that's like screaming and yelling like, hey, can I get, get your autograph? Ken, sign this, sign this. And he's like, hey, man, I'll get to you, but I'm just talking to my family. Like, give me a minute. And the guy goes, you know, probably in some shitty masshole accent, you know, fuck you, Ken Huckabee, you're a piece of shit. And so, like, right then, uh, Ken stops and he turns to him and he goes, oh, yeah, what do you do? And the guy's like, I'm a mechanic. And he's like, good. We'll pack two lunches tomorrow because I'm going to bring my Benz in to get worked on. And it's going to take two lunches. For me to kick your ass. That's how long it's going to take. <laughs> That's fucking so, awesome. Yeah, Ken Huckabee, you know, all-time shit talker uh, from the bullpen. I, I got a good one, though. And I'm sure you, I'm sure you boys are going to love this one. Uh, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> like, dude is an all-time great shit talker. I think you guys have all seen that meme. Where the girl, he's got two pieces of bread between her head. Uh. And he's like, what are you? And it's like, I'm an idiot sandwich. <laughs> like, All-time classic. Dude's just got all kinds of great shit-talking moments. And he's just a chef. Like, he's just in a kitchen, and it's all about food. I don't know if you guys watch Gordon Ramsay, but dude's an all-time shit-talker in my book, for sure. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, Wiley. It's fucking great. And he's like, asked her, he's like, what are you? And she's like, I'm an idiot sandwich. <laughs> you make somebody else well, to tell you that they're an idiot sandwich. Like that's that's some high level shit. Yeah. Hey, how about one where he talks about? Uh, he goes, Why does this dish have so much fucking grease? Is John Travolta in it? <laughs> I was like, great. You guys watch Gordon Ramsay? Check it out. He's an all time shit talker on his show. Eric, uh, what about you? You said you had a good Larry Bird story that you wanted to okay. share. Okay, probably all the ones of you told. I mean, 
I remember, I remember sitting up one night on YouTube and just listening to all the stories of people talking about him talking shit. You told the one about where he, did you tell the one where he fell into the bench? Uh, no, that one's a great one though. Against Dominique, that one's incredible. Yep, and he and he, he says he's going. I'm going to shoot this fade away, land into the trainer's lap. Yeah, gets the ball. He, does exactly what he says he's going to do. Yeah, he was just calling shots all night. You know, he was saying, you know, like fade right, fade left. You know, I mean, and like you said, fade away, trainer's lap, and he he would actually do it. There's not a lot of guys in today's NBA that could pull that off. No, absolutely not. Um, hey. Let's round table something real quick before we got to roll. Um, yeah. So we'll go, we'll go through each one of us and we'll decide who we think is the best NBA trash talker of all time. And I'll start with Leo. Oh, man. Um, it's got to be Gary. Got to be the glove, man. I think he was the most prolific and, you know, just said the wildest shit. And on top of that, the guy's a Hall of Famer and, like, I think whenever anybody talks about why he was so good, that's part of the conversation. And so I think you gotta gotta think that he's the best of all time. I respect yeah. that. I respect it because it's hard to talk shit and do it defensively. Like you're shutting the guy down talking mm-hmm. shit defensively. Like most guys do it offensively. So I respect the glove. Do you that. think he's the most underrated um, defensive player that no one really talks about that they should? but talked about a lot when he played. You don't see his name a lot talked about best defenders of all time. You ever Do you think that's just because of this era that we're in right now? Because, I mean, we're talking about a, a lot of younger kids that didn't get to see him play much. And so, you know, it, that, that kind of thing might kind of He's go getting, by the wayside, especially in this era where defense is I think, non-existent. <laughs> I think any all-time great is not talked about enough because now we're starting to see the LeBron over Jordan comparisons. We're starting to see Bird fall out of people's top tens. It, it, it's like I even saw one like Michael Finley. Like people are saying, like you know, Devin Booker is better than Michael Finley in his prime. It's like wow. we forget how good some of these dudes were back in the '90s, 2000s, and now that you know we're just not seeing them anymore. We're very quick to put today's guys ahead of them. So. That's unfortunate. Um, who's your guy? Who's your guy, Zach? Uh, for me, it's Larry Bird. I think just to be able to tell somebody what's going to happen before it even happens and then execute it perfectly, that doesn't just show great shit talking. It shows a lot of balls, yeah. and I'm a big fan of that. Like One of my favorite ones is against Chuck Person. Chuck Person is talking shit, saying that he had a Christmas present waiting for Larry Bird for when they played again, You know, basically saying, I'm going to light Bird up. And Larry Bird drew two quick fouls on Chuck Person, made him sit on the bench. And then Larry Bird shoots a corner three in front of the Pacers bench. And before the ball goes, and he just turns around to Chuck Person, and he says, Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, it's just shit like that, that, like, there's really nobody else that could do that. Uh, um, Wiley. Um, I, I probably go the glove, uh, Gary Payton is the, the greatest, but probably my favorite was Kevin Garnett. Um, so if I had to pick, I'd probably go Kevin Garnett just because, I mean, dude always had some good lines and you can't say, you know, happy mother's day, motherfucker to somebody right after their mom dies. Like that's just, that's just savage ass shit. So, uh, Kevin Garnett. Or tell Carmelo that Lala tastes like honey nut Cheerios. (laughs) (laughs) Just... All, all around great, man. Just so vulgar. Craig, who's your guy? Reggie Miller. Like he's he's the only guy that got MJ to fight him, man. Yeah. Like that's 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 that 
that's that real shit talk. I'm I'm gonna say I, I want to say Bird, but I'm gonna say Matt. I'm, I'm gonna say Michael Jordan. And the reason why I'm gonna say Michael Jordan is there's so many stories of people saying, "Well, I don't talk shit to Michael Jordan because he's gonna light me up." I don't talk shit to Michael <laughs> Jordan because he's gonna light me up, right? And I, I feel like that's a, a ton of respect that you can't even talk crap to the guy because he's gonna light you up. But then, yet again, he's a great shit talker. So my, my choice is Michael Jordan. Um, we're going to wrap this one up, fellas. Thanks so much for Leo, Zach, Craig, Wiley, all coming on to the show. We had five on Zoom today, man, and it sounded pretty good. So thank you, Zoom, for that. We're, we're doing our part being six feet away from each other easily. Um, make sure you find us on social media. I'm really happy with how the last couple episodes have been downloaded. We really appreciate that. We also appreciate Sparks Pizza Baron for being a sponsor last week, which is cool. Um, we're going to do some more of that sponsoring stuff. We're going to do some national sponsoring too, so people can uh, hit us up. We've had some people um, listening to the show from Norway and Italy and um, Germany, um, all sorts of places. So thank you for that. Um, we worldwide. We worldwide. <laughs> so uh, I hope you all have a great weekend. Everybody be safe, and we will catch you guys next time.